What's going on, misfits? Another week. We're back. We're doing it. We're living life. We're succeeding. We're healthy. We love. We're loving. And that is your affirmation for the week. I'm trying to be more positive and a better person because it comes back to you when you put it out there in the universe. Well, Misfits, this week we're joined by comedian, writer, Nori Davis. He already has two amazing comedy albums. Check them out. He has a brand new special that's coming out soon. I believe it's on Amazon. And he is just a treat. And this episode is very unique because we actually recorded it in my car on 116th Street. Yes, you will hear all of the sights in, in essence of Harlem. Uh, Nori is a great dad. We talk about that. We also talk about why he's such a big proponent and advocate and voice for the LGBTQ community. Um, that's a very touching story. And last but not least, um, dating younger. Yeah, we talk about all that and so much more. Now... It's time for me to put on my big girl hat and do my promo. You can catch me in Greenville, South Carolina at the Comedy Zone opening for Russell Peters the 12th through the 15th of April. And new date, new date, new date, new date, new date. On the 20th, April 20th, I'll be opening for the legendary Wanda Sykes in Medford, Massachusetts. Check me out. You're listening to Social Misfit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Social Misfit with me, your host, Chloe Hilliard, coming to you live, literally, from 116th Street. I am recording in my car with the super hilarious, funny, gifted, and talented comedian, writer, uh, entrepreneur, Nori Davis. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Everybody in the backseat, calm down. We are literally in my car. We are in her car, beautiful Prius, yes. on 116th. Well, right across, uh, right next to me is the Dollar Tree. So we in the hood, baby. We I are love in it. the hood. We yeah. are in the hood. This is great. It don't get no more. It don't get no more realer than this. This Chloe. is organic. This is so organic. The reason why we're here, okay, is because Nori lives way up yonder <laughs> yeah. in Yonkers. I'm in Yonkers, yeah. I live in Brooklyn, and this is a middle ground. And coincidentally, we're both on the same show tonight, which is literally up the block. So we figured we'd just come record before our show. Yeah, the universe is really working for us today. It really is. <laughs> you really, it you, really be- is. You're in, you believe in the universe? Yeah, I believe in the universe. Yeah. Is, yeah. Do you think the universe is now just another term of saying like religion for millennial plus? Um, I'm in I the feel plus like range. I guess am I millennial plus? I don't know what I am. I think we're on the we're on the outskirts border. Okay. Because I figure like people want to say we're Gen X. Yeah, Gen X, isn't that like that's like right after baby boomers, right? Like yeah, a but it, it it reaches a, a far. What, Gen Y? Gen X? See, all these labels, man. Yeah. I'm just an Aries. That's all the fuck I know. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I could control. Jesus. But, um, yeah, I believe in the universe, and I, I do feel like it is a... Uh, well, I mean, it's it's, it's subjective. I really religious subjective. I, it just makes me... It centers me. And it makes me just be a good person to contribute to humanity. And that's all yes. I want to do. Every other religion always got these goddamn rules or got these things. You got to go praise God in his house. Because I, I grew up Christian and yeah. Amy Zion Church, going to Sunday school every Sunday. Do you My have mom, the Holy Ghost? 
Huh? In your church, did people fall out? No, it was no, nah, it wasn't Baptist. That's, oh, I think yeah. that's more Baptist. Baptist Pentecostal. But yeah, yeah I, this was um, Methodist. So praising God, singing hymns, and uh, same as long ass service. And then at the end, everybody just talking shit about each other. Of course, <laughs> that's of all course. they like do. Normal. Normal. I don't even think that's a Christian. That's just black folk. So that's just what they doing. Um, no, I think all I think all people in church uh, mm-hmm. gossip because there's nothing else to talk about. Basically, because so like, that's what they do. It's not like God's gonna come down and say something. I know. Or right? Jesus, That'd be dope. Gonna, right? That would be dope. I agree. I, I feel. Really, I feel gypped. I feel gypped. I mean, if you grew up in a religious, any faith. You've always hearing, reading stories about some angel, some deity coming down and talking mm-hmm. to some normal, normal person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, where's our burning bush? I agree. Where's our message? Where is our little, like, hand? Yeah. But let's be real. If somebody, I mean, there are people who walk around now, but, like, they talk to God or Jesus. And we be like, get the fuck out of here. If they do, they, they do. They don't, they don't. That's what makes them happy. But I just don't like where it's on the negative aspect where you don't ex- accept, um, LGBT community, I or know, you don't accept it, anybody different perfect. for you. So, so it's like you 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 have this religion, but you're putting your own self pref, pre- preferences into yeah. it. And it's like that's why I think most religious religions they need like a god or like they need a heckler. They need like if God was a heckler, <laughs> it'd be great. Like he in the back, like nah, I ain't say that shit, fam. Uh, the you know he, uh, the the choir director can have his husband here. I don't know why y'all acting like that. True, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And but since you brought it up, you might have, you, you tapped into your social media post. Can you, Nori Davis, Okay. can you please read us your social media post? I uh, went to Chick-fil-A and before I ordered, I asked, hey, you guys, you still don't support LGBT rights? The cashier paused and said, excuse me? I said, let me get a chicken sandwich deluxe and waffle fries. <laughs> did that really happen? <laughs> yep, that really did happen. <laughs> yep, and yeah, that was in Atlanta, Georgia two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just with my friends, uh, my my best friend, his wife, and my other homeboys, homeboys from Morgan State. They mm-hmm. went to Morgan State. I went to college in Delaware. I knew he was about so to come I would just drop. Hold on a second. Oh, he, it's just, he just wants to back you up. You want me to back up? Oh, this is okay, real. Thank you. All right, no doubt. Yeah, he see he got the shipment. He got to jump yeah, up at the Dollar what, Tree, baby. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you why I'm calling nonsense on this. Hold, hold my recorder, Nori. <laughs> I got I'm it. I'm calling nonsense it. on this because this motherfucker is late with his delivery. He's very late. Because I'm sitting on a sign that says uh, truck parking uh, between 8 and 7 p.m. PM. That's right. What and time I is it right got, now? And it's 8 o'clock. Yeah. And this monkey motherfucker mm-hmm. is late. He's late as hell. And and so look at this Dollar Tree looking dry as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Dollar Tree is dry. They as need fuck. they shipment, whatever they trying to get. I mean, you know Dollar Tree is dry as fuck when they got the motherfucking helium tanks in the front. They window. got the they helium like, tanks. They, they like got, knock us out, please. Yeah, please, please blow this whole goddamn <laughs> thing up. Dollar Tree uh, really held a brother down in college. You ever go to Dollar? You know what? I was not. I was not familiar with Dollar Tree at all. Mm. I didn't. It wasn't in, in any of the neighborhoods that I lived in. Um, growing up, I think I might have seen Dollar Tree when I moved to Queens because it's. Yeah, just you grew up in more. Brooklyn, right? I like grew up in Brooklyn, but I was in Williamsburg. So it Williamsburg. Was like, is that more suburban, like back in the day? No, or? no, no. It was just really, really Jewish. Oh, like, okay. Really, 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 really Jewish. Got so you. They, we didn't have that. We had Jewish stores. I would go to a Jewish store. I okay. Go to a Dollar Tree. Yeah, no, we had Dollar Tree. Okay, so Atlanta, Georgia. So you're in Atlanta visiting family, friends, working. Yeah, and I was both. I was working at a club, Laughing Skull, and I was running my hour. Or running like twenty minutes each of my hour on each show. I did six shows. Um, you headlined? 
Um, yeah, yeah, I closed out the shows. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, that happened. And I really wanted to run my race material down there in the South and really step out of New York and see how they uh, they take it in. And some I'm not going to say sh- some shows were rough. It was just for me, like, that's right. I'm not in New York. Like, this ain't Kansas no more. Like, this is yeah, this is where they, they're close to it. Like, yeah. they actually have family members that are a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And also, they don't... Um it's hard for them to look at these things objectively. Mm-hmm. Like they don't look at race as objectively as we do up here because to them, it is a very real threat. Even yeah. though, like, even though we not live in a threat, it's in a family. Like they dealing family. with Yeah. But, like, it, but they've convinced themselves that, that like d- diversity is a threat to their well-being, to mm, their life, to their yeah, integrity. And we live in New York city. So everybody is diverse. Yeah. I heard some white dude, I was on the radio today and then he was like, I love the movie Django. Cause you know, it's white people. We're the minority in that movie. And I was like, I'm about to walk to Africa. What the fuck this nigga say? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, I love what? how they just made themselves the victim mm-hmm. oh, in yeah, a black yeah. superhero slave, slave movie, movie. Right? Like, oh, we are. Like, nigga, like, we are enslaved. Hello? Yeah. So that is their preference. Or I guess, yeah, that's their culture down there. So it was good to talk about LGBT rights on stage and my trans brother and talk about rice, white supremacy and it was it was a quiet crowd but i got through it it was good and they they got it towards the end they got it so it's just yeah. a way to try to bring everybody together really because it's hard like if you said that you were doing 20 minutes in my experience when you start talking about like heavy stuff like that that most people may not agree with it takes 20 minutes just for them to get to know who you are mm-hmm. before they get on board whatever else you're about to bring up very true so that's why when you do an hour you it's really like three parts it's like first 20 is like here this is who i am where i'm from what i what i'm yeah. all about middle is like whatever you know fun fun objective objective stuff and then the last part is like this is the crazy killer stuff that y'all gonna get on board with Mm -hmm. and if not fucking fake it until the shit is over there you go there you go you already bust down the formula I mean, I, I, I dance around that formula, but yep, you about right though. Pretty much. <laughs> you got it. I mean, you can't, you can't be doing, uh, you could, you wouldn't start your show with your trans brother jokes. No, I would not. There's no I way. I would challenge myself that I would. Yeah. I know some people say like, start with your, uh, what's his name? Louis C.K. said, start with your closer. Oh yeah. Start with your closer and yeah. then like work from there. Yeah. That's like when you're working on new material and like, you're like, all right, let me just get the big one out the way and then build from there yeah and that is a good exercise um i never did it because i never knew what was a close i know what a closer is i just feel like there's other jokes i like to do that are like this is the this is the one i want to end it off like i like to work more of a theme than a like yeah boom 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 boom, bam like a high note should Mm -hmm. i can end on a quiet note or i can end on a down note or you know i get i can end on the up note it depends on which the flavor of the crowd you know what i mean how they how they feel yeah so speaking of down notes did you watch chris fox tambourine ah, <laughs> why is that a down note like you and i talked to other comments they didn't really like mm-hmm. it i thought it was the best shot mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. it was Nigga, you got you just gave him a motherfucking cinematography award for his special. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy i feel like it, it was the best Most shot special and it was a good appear. special i mean you gotta mm-hmm. remember like mm-hmm. rock mm-hmm. and chappelle they old mm-hmm. they old men mm-hmm. <laughs> they old they old mm-hmm. black men 
man. What you want from them? They, you know, you're going to get that old uncle flavor. Say no, absolutely oh, not. Oh, Lord. What happened? Why you don't like it? Listen, we definitely going to get back to talking about LGBTQ um, issues in Chick-fil-A. Word, okay. But this is my issue with Chris Rock. Because mm-hmm. we talked about the format. Chris Rock's first half of his special is him talking about all the things that he expects people to talk about that are still politically and racially charged, even though he is not personally invested or gives a fuck about that material. Mm. So you mean like he's not in the he's not in the streets fighting? It's not even no no no. It's not even about being in the streets because I'm not in the streets. But I mean, he's not even like riled up. Like I don't think that mm. the, I don't think that the things that are happening currently politically affect him because he's been dealing with a divorce for the past what for whatever yeah years. so you're saying he's too rich or he's just going through i think his mind his mental space has been somewhere else he's he's mm. like now he's a bachelor he has a girlfriend he's traveling the country he's doing yeah. a special he's taking pictures with his 20 some odd 30 some odd years so you like, don't want the character the chris rock character you want the real chris yes. rock, like what he's going through yes. you don't want what you saw back in bigger no, and blacker because be, that's what we got to taste of you got your you got your regular chris rock that's what i'm saying he okay. did that on purpose but that's mm. not where he was mm, and okay. i think that it came across as being disingenuous so like for example he did a bit that was so similar to dave Chappelle bit not in like the actual bit but the premise which is you know donald trump may be a good thing for us Gotcha, I feel, yeah. But when you look yeah. at Dave Chappelle's analogy, which stem, which was like a book report, he talked about Emmett Till and the yeah. white lady line and the elephant yeah. and the symbolism and the this and the this. It felt very reflective of who he is and how he thinks about the situation mm-hmm. versus Crick's Rock being like, we owe George Bush a, an award. He gave us Obama. Yeah. And then and it, it was all, funny. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's Chris Rock, and then no, no, you no, no, no. and you comparing saying. Chappelle. It's like it's apples and oranges. I mean, I, I, lo- I, I love understand them both. That. I'm just saying that it, even if they are apples and oranges, they're for me the first half of Chris Rock's special there was no emotional attachment to the shit that he was talking about it just mm. felt like okay. this is what I'm obligated this is what I'm obligated to talk about because this is what people expect of me yeah which this is, is what some, you want to hear some political shit but it just didn't feel like it didn't feel like he really gave a fuck well I mean Chloe you get to a stage where you gotta give what the people want like I know a lot of people is like I wanna hear what his take is on this his take is on that and he did that and then he moved and I, I like what he did to please be tired. like he moved right on because after a while I feel like we're all desensitized to it and yeah. it's and he he passed right through it and it, it was good. Um, I know, but it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a stretch though. Okay, because he talked about having two daughters and then he had to, and then he tried to make it seem like having two daughters was so hard, even though they go to a private school. <laughs> and so so then let's yeah, talk about the privilege. Don't try to undermine the privilege. Like oh, I, I wish my kids had a heart. No, the fuck you don't. Wish yeah, they didn't. You, everything you did was so that your kids didn't have a heart. And then because he knew he had black girls, he couldn't do the whole trope about the black man and the police brutality. So he had to just talk about in general black boys gotta get punched you know what i'm saying i do i do say but the, he did some key aspects of saying like hey you know i am a black man um like i'm not michael jackson famous like um just yeah, yeah i'm not far away like famous. so he yeah. did like humble himself a couple times in the set yeah i don't think that was real you're you you are whoo you're a rough one i, I, I don't I'm, think was, I'm really shocked to when you see my hour i hope i, I really first of all i'm looking forward i'm looking forward to see what you said give a fuck what anybody thinks about you you right you right about that so <laughs> even if i fix my face to be like yo nori that third <laughs> joke you be like chloe get the fuck out of here i wasn't saying 
say that. I'll just yeah, like, you, you be like, you know I'm doing Chloe. You know I'm just experimenting out here. <laughs> but I ain't going to do nothing crazy. I ain't going to do nothing that's like, like but in your mind, you be like, never talk to Chloe again. <laughs> never. No, I love your opinion on stuff. This is great. I I'm love that. I'm just saying, that. I, I, respect, okay, cool. I respect everything that Chris Rock has done, but I do of feel course, like because do. we are at this point in comedy where people are getting gazillions of dollars and the eye is so critical of who you are, I feel like just from, from a comedian to a comedian level, and I'm not saying that, you know, uh, accolade or accomplishment wise, I'm saying, but like from, you know, baker to baker, shoemaker to shoemaker, it's like, nigga, do the shit that's going to make you happy. Mm. And I felt like that first half wasn't him mm. being happy, which is yeah. like, let me just do the shit that people expect me to do. And then yeah. the second half, I felt like he was a little bit more comfortable in, in, you know felt connected to the material but then he wasn't really critical of himself the way he could have been because mm. i feel like anytime a comedian is like i cheated on my wife but i bump bump the nigga you don't give a fuck that you cheated on your wife <laughs> like because yeah cause when it, you hear it like sounds like you're going down that kevin hart yeah like uh, i'm a man you know i just make mistakes i make mistakes i know like, i'm just saying I'm like a, yeah. after Kevin's seeing prior being like i fucked up yeah and me and my wife got into it and i yeah. told her you ain't leaving my like when you hear it he had the gun that's to the, what, like you gonna die in this car or something like he shot the engine yeah 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 true so okay. like that like when you have that and you're just like well because my thing is and i say this a lot and i guess that's also my journalistic mind is like what is your why Mm. why are you telling this story why Very are you true. telling this joke yeah. what is your like what is your connection to it and i feel like a lot of times people when they get successful they feel like oh i don't i don't have to tell a why because because in order for you to tell a why you still have to show vulnerability so he showed the vulnerability of cheating but he didn't say the why he cheated he was just yeah. saying like um i think he was saying yeah like, fuck you chris fuck you chris i'm trying to remember some of this no sad. he said he said we well, kind of said it he said that but i was like i thought he said like a little bit like he, he said was, that i felt like since i made all the money i could do whatever i want mm. which there's so much fucking meat on that bone yeah especially that pertains to me too and gender equality and pay inequality like there's so yeah. much shit that you could have dug into and you just said it so like flip it because i want to know like well damn what makes you think that way mm. well you know he's an old black man and I you know, know how old black man from brooklyn you know how they i know but how they traditionally that, think so same thing with Chappelle on the transgender jokes where he does make fun of them and like I I personally think like having my brother being trans like there's no need to like bring him into the jokes like you don't know the sensitivity or the magnitude of how heavy and sensitive it is where you get sensitive it is so you don't like you really don't have to they feel attacked when you do go when you go at them like that like just throw the dick on the table and stuff like that you know what i mean like when he yeah. says stuff like that i would love watching my brother's face he's just like oh god blah, blah, blah. <laughs> wait my, so let's talk about my your brother, brother. Be like, oh no, so no they're your, not gonna like that <laughs> so in your tweet in your tweet about lgbtq right yes. chick-fil-a so if you don't know i don't know how you don't but chick-fil-a um is a super conservative christian f- privately family owned business mm-hmm. and that's why they're closed on Sundays yep. and they use a portion of their monies to support anti LGBTQ policies and laws so they were you know they were for the bathroom ban they were for uh, you know anti gay marriage so yep. they were anything that wants gay people to be treated as everybody else they're like nah no. we good on that marriage should be between a man and a woman 
and yeah. so should love and blah 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 right. and all that stuff and all that, that and that rhetoric yeah yeah so um is your seat too hot because i do no have i'm you. good okay, i'm good. good i'm great um i have on my 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 seat heaters for um, nori he was cold yeah. um so with all of that so when you went there and you talked to them and you have a trans brother do you feel that your sensitivities for LGBTQ issues are because of your trans brother or you were already aware and and sensitive to that? Both, both. I say like it was definitely my brother. And then I was, I was always lived on that aspect of like, why can't just everybody be happy? Right. Mm -hmm. But then since my brother went through it, I was like, wow, this is, this is serious. Like, and even seeing my mom and my dad, like really not accepting him when we were in, high school when i was in high school then i went to college and Who's older? he had a rough uh me okay. i'm five years older oh wow he had a rough time and then like my mother was real old school christian you know from down south um so she was really really tough on him and called him the f-word and stuff like that like everything's fine now like i i don't try to victi victimize my mom anymore like she's she's cool and but they love each from, other but that comes but from a place of being scared it comes from a place of being is it's fair it's uh, it's fear is not knowing what to do is not um it's ignorance mm -hmm. it's it's not like lack of education it's like believing all the stereotypes and mm -hmm. it's also being in being in control Man down, uh, man down, man uh, down. That almost like this dude dropped dollar, the whole rack, all the dollies, and almost dollars, hit that car. Yeah, dollar store delivery guy yeah. definitely knocked over some shit. So yeah, it's that ignorance. Like that's how my mom was. Like oh man, like you got she that that control. Like when she had her daughter, she wanted a girl, yeah. and now her girl transitioned to a guy. So it's kind of like Laval Ball. Like imagine if his <laughs> sons are like, we are women. We feel like we're women. That nigga would be, he, there would be no love no upset. more. He would be so upset. He would be pissed. He'd probably be hateful. <laughs> He'd probably yeah. be hateful. Who knows how long it would take him to accept his daughters now if mm -hmm. LeVar and all them said, no, we want to play women's basketball. Matter of fact, we want to do volleyball, nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would yeah. he do? That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of expectations people have based on gender. Like, they, like mm -hmm. my parents want me to have kids. And I think they're kind of like, yeah, you're going to do whatever you want to do. But I think Word. the expectation for me to have kids is much greater than my brother. Yeah. Like if my brother, if the roles were reversed, my brother was my age, like, yeah. My, and, and I was his age, they would be like, oh, okay, you just chilling. You a bachelor, whatever. Yeah. You travel the country, no problem. And now that's us. That's us generation fighting this old traditional society of of their preferences and and that's what this whole world is about just fighting the fighting the old system and trying to update just trying to update it and um so i i am supportive of lgbt rights because of my brother and um he's happy he's comfortable and you know he had like a couple suicide attempts and stuff like that and and then my mother was like very vicious on him and hard on him so stuff like that really got me like you know what it's it's bigger than me it's so much bigger than me and yeah and life and humanity is much more important than um not accepting somebody's sexuality or even their gender you know like it's just it's unnecessary like i feel like it comes from a place of ego it comes from a place of control of like no you can't be a woman you're a man it's just like no i'm i am who i i'm my own person i mm -hmm. got my own social security number like who, you ain't my <laughs> you ain't my king you ain't my master you ain't my queen yeah. yeah i am my own person so it's um it's that so so what uh what age did your 
sister then transitioned to um, male? 20. So I was 26. And then he transitioned when he was... What's the age he was? I think I'm gonna say 21. Like he, like more like butch lesbian mm-hmm. in high school and in college, um, like 22, 23. And then I think he, I remember he told me like we were in the backyard of my ex fiance's house, walking this trail and there's like the a bike trail in Yonkers. There's like y'all snow, got fucking scenery and shit. Yeah, in Yonkers. yeah, yeah. Yonkers got some scenery. It's like, cause we lived like across the tracks. Like across the tracks was the hood, and across the tracks was like suburban houses. But uh-huh. it was like all old black people, and my mom lived on that side, and like a lot of hood kids did too. Like their grandmothers lived there, but their oh. parents lived in the projects. It was mm-hmm. it was weird. That's how it was. Anyways, no, that's, so that that's definitely defined exactly generation of black america yeah basically what grandparents had they shit together grandma got the house and yep and they fucked up and then the grandkids is straddling both sides of of bougie bougie and ghetto as fuck exactly so my mom was definitely the bougie the bougie black on this on this uh, track so like anyway my um i was like dating my um ex fiance she was my neighborhood sweetheart so anyway, i remember we're like in the backyard and it's snowing we walk and he's and we smoking weed he's like yeah man i'm going transition like I'm, I'm a man you know i don't feel right in this body and i just remember smoking that blunt like yo i don't know what's in this weed man but okay <laughs> okay do your thing man like what the hell are we smoking dog like i never yeah. heard anything like that and I was more and of that was the I was first time that he ever mentioned anything about feeling trans. Yeah, what trans is, to me. So what's the uh, what's the correct language? Because I'm learning. Okay, so he was transitioning to uh, he is a man. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that was the first time he ever mentioned feeling like he was a, a man trapped in a woman's yeah. body. Yep. But you knew he was as yeah. a, as a woman he, sh- as a woman she was gay. Mm-hmm. gay and more butch mm-hmm. and uh and then when he wanted to, uh when he's like uh, made the decision to trans to transition then he's like yeah i'm gonna like change my name be a man and i was actually like i was really upset at first at him because i was scared for him i was like fuck man you're gonna be black have sickle cell and transition <laughs> it's like jesus christ like you got so many odds against you jackie robinson uh, i know <laughs> the trans world Woo, that's so much i was just more scared for him than, and then and that's where my anger came from but then i just saw how much my mom and dad were i was like so fuck, you were like i can't fuck be my like feelings that. i was yeah. like i gotta support him because he ain't gonna have nobody on his side so i was like all right i got your back fam you know so how did they get past it they got past it because he was gonna he wrote a letter to my mother and gave it to me to give it to her that he was gonna kill himself if she didn't accept him for like who he was like there's no reason to live and then i just convinced my mom like look this is your regardless of gender that's your child Mm -hmm. and you're gonna lose one child if you don't get over your stubborn ignorant ways yeah and she did who took it harder your mom or your dad my mom yeah and my dad still does because he he calls he calls him k still to this day calls him k not like khalil so my what's her, brother now her female is it is it okay ever to say to to um say her when you talk about the past life or should it always be the current pronoun he, um it should be i i really think it's not appropriate i do it in my stand up just to give a context mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, he doesn't want to hear about that because that name is dead. That person is dead. Oh, that well, per- the question is, was was his previous name, did it start with K as well? No, no, it was a, it was with an O. It was Olympia. Oh, okay, okay. Then, so so that's, that's gone dead, and I would never bring that up to him because that's offensive. Even, like, I remember my first album, I had, like, a whole bit of, like, introducing the world to me and him like i call him my sis bro yeah and like but it was a wordplay of sis bro like c it was s i s like sister oh, bro yeah, right but that, no, but that then, shit was fucking leap years ahead of where the consciousness was you right. nobody was fucking six years ago was thinking about sis yeah <laughs> you right. they were thinking about sister sister they sister, you're, too, yeah. you're too smart my niggas <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why it never went anywhere because it was just too much but they, it's fine though it. it's fine they'll catch it. up they'll catch up to it so now but they're changing now to sis c i s which is like cisgender and uh bro which is me mm-hmm. so i mean bro is him and i'm cisgender because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what that means because right? now niggas know now niggas know yeah. exactly so um yeah so i'm glad like everything's good it's working out and i you know i still t- talk about him i stand up and you know we live together right now you mm-hmm. know in yonkers and he's doing good you know he's like really telling his story on instagram and trying to empower other trans people around the world because like there's a lot of trans deaths that are going down like in detroit and mm. a lot of their inner city um like the hood still don't accept them like and that's just toxic masculinity of like but, being but lied that's to. Like, but is it? Do you think it's the men transitioning to female that gets the most backlash in the black community, or is it the women transitioning to male? I think um, I don't know. That's weird to measure it like that. Like that. That doesn't really matter. What matters is like nobody should just be killed. It like and mostly in the stories of the articles i read about it is um it's a combination of men as women transitioning to women mm-hmm. whether women and like a lot of them go into sex work and prostitution yeah. because they just have no other ways or odds mm-hmm. and means and so they'll get those clients where they're like what you know lie to me or or they even like that they matter of fact they probably hate themselves that they hate that you know some like yeah mr c shit what's it like what's that dj oh, mr. Yeah, c, right? mr c it's like dude mr. C, so mr c is a new york D- radio dj legendary mr mm-hmm. c and was arrested several times multiple times Several times yes. with underage boy prostitutes and transgender prostitutes. Well, yeah. that, that thing they call them like. And cross, it's like my nigga's twenty. I think at that time it was what 2016, 2017 probably. It's like yeah. it's fine. Just like be who you are. But I, I totally understand. Like the hip hop community is just so heterosexual and so straight that they would well, just be now devastated. They, they embrace you know? Young and May. But see, it's different for women. Yeah, but she, yeah, exactly because Young Ma is not transitioning. Young Ma is just like you know, just a, a bull dyke and or like a lesbian. I'm not the, sure the correct term. We have Bush, to ask her. AG. But yeah, it's not like when a man, like a like a gay man in, in hip hop, mm-hmm. men don't do it because men is is hip-hop is just so focused on that heterosexual masculinity of like yeah, I'm a man. Like you never heard no song of like 
positivity eating pussy. Like they just yeah, talk well, about. Well, they objectify women, so they definitely going to objectify a man who's now transitioning to be a woman. Yeah, they don't exactly. Give a fuck about your feelings. Basically. But that's because they're not in touch with their own masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, or their own sexuality. So they just yeah. feel like, yeah, we the man. We get pussy. I get my dick sucked. I rap. I do drugs. That's it. It's over. And it's just like. Uh, that's the only premise and I, and I feel like the women love the music too but they i think they trust they try to trust men like you know yeah he's talking about beating the pussy but you know not to beat mine up right and well, then that's it, and the guy's like yeah yeah i'm not gonna beat up lies. yes i am <laughs> yeah, lies. It's lies. that's the lies that we tell ourselves women we tell ourselves that like oh no none of this applies to me because I, I remember i think we're i think we're about the same age i don't know mm-hmm. like mid-30s what i'm 34 Oh, I'm older than you. Anyway. um, You are beautiful. So I remember probably in like the 90s, like when when, uh, Two Life Crew was popping. And everything was bitch ho, bitch ho. And we were like, oh, they're not talking about me. They're talking about, though. Like, we are always trying to remove ourselves. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not a bitch. That bitch is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yo, it's really about you. Yeah. They would just, yeah, they would really step outside of it. Like, it ain't about me. Y'all all all that freak, Nick, bitch. Y'all all all hoes. Mm -hmm. So, where you at? Went to Cornell and she went to CUNY. Motherfucker, y'all all. (laughs) Holes. <laughs> That's before they said thoughts. Before they said thoughts. You're right. And I kind of like that power now. Women are taking taking it back. Like, that's their N-word. Like, they turn the lemonade. lemonade. Oh, yeah. They turn the lemons into lemonade where they're calling each other hoe or bitch or, you know, you yeah. ain't no but slut girl, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know I'm going to be home when I don't care. Like, like, that's cool. That's cool. And then, like, for a man to do it, you, got, you can't because, like, that's just not your place, bruh. That's not your See, place. See, you know what, though? I never really got... I never really got upset if a guy called me a bitch. Like, you know how mm. women like, don't I fuck you talking to? I never really... That never really bothered me. In what me. context, though? Have I you, mean, have like, you had anger. Men in anger, really? Like, I've, I've... I think that's fighting words. That's not fighting words for you? Like, somebody for call man, you a bitch? No. Because mm. I probably did some shit that I was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I got you that angry, I probably did something. Hilarious. And my mouth is super slick so you say you call me bitch is not i'm not gonna call the goons on you i'm gonna wow. just say some other slick shit back yeah. to you um, but it's crazy like it's, it's not a double standard where like a woman is being uh what's the term determined she's being strong she's being she knows what she wants she's a bitch but then if a man is like that see, then he's assertive he's yeah like, now you know I've what i mean like that's someone, why yeah i've i had a, a former boss call me a bitch i wasn't in the room wow um because he hated because he hated the fact that i was strong and assertive and yeah. i didn't take his shit that's right um but i also was the best at the job so he couldn't really mm. do anything but he could because i was like listen i've been here and i've been working my ass off and i've helped this company so much so i need a raise yeah and a title change and he was like and so basically what i did was we were all in a conference room it was me and my immediate boss and then the like co-owner of the company yeah um and so we had our meeting and i like my had my prints out of all the shit that i do and all the things that have grown under me and all the things that i was responsible for and how i improved the company and they you know listened to me and then i left but when i left i had a tape recorder in my bag that i left in the conference room so i tape recorded 
scandalous. I take record of the conversation. Oh, you loved it. Uh, you was on some Kerry Washington shit. You scandal right there. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. Because I wanted to know because you had voice memo or you had like actual recorder. No, this is a old. This is a while ago. So oh, okay. an actual digital, digital recorder. You had that Sony in shit. my purse. Yeah, you had the talk paint, boy. Little, yep. <laughs> um, and so I pressed record and I left out and I left my bag there and. And I listened to Elena. He was like, I know she's good, but she's such a fucking bitch. Ooh. And I was like, it didn't you matter. Said, you, did some, you, you called Donald Sterling before the whole I know, Donald right? Sterling scandal. You Go um, ahead, girl. You did that. It don't even <laughs> matter no more because he it was a it was a media company. This nigga fucking making bee pollen now. Mm. So clearly. Bee pollen? Bee pollen. You know, what, burp bees or no, some no, shit? Or? No, definitely not burp bees. Some, yeah, some, making fucking candles or some shit. That's some white people shit um, over there with them bees and shit. Yeah, but it's like because when you know no, when you can question, have, no. well, when you can question someone's intellect and say that's not the best practice for this, mm-hmm. they automatically be like, she's a bitch. And yeah. even then I don't get offended. But the reason why I, the reason why in that case I got offended is because because he was trying not to give me a raise yeah you know so i think they offered me like a five thousand dollar raise i ended up getting a job that paid me like twenty five thousand dollars more so i left anyway Good. but so is that still going that's still going on like i'm really talking as an ignorant man right now and i apologize but like women are still not getting equal pay yeah. as much as you rant and rave still not correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. because 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 and and this is the why mm-hmm. and the reason why they don't want to give women equal pay is because if you give a woman equal pay then then you no longer are at the top of the hierarchy mm. what is your added benefit of being a man in a situation when you're both making the same amount of money you can't really pull your dick around and make the decisions as a breadwinner because you're both making the same amount now you're saying you're talking as that's what traditional toxic masculinity thinks oh, right i'm looking at his man with a dog i just had to make sure it's so cute. I know, but he approached the dog like he was about to hem him up, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh no, not on my is. watch! Not on my watch!" Yo, guys, <laughs> uh, we really are on the street in Harlem. We are on the street in Harlem right watching. now. Um, yeah, I'm not. Dog. I'm that person. Like now that I have a pet, and I see people with pets and, they, and something going mm. wrong, I'm like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> "Yeah, um, yeah, um, I, yeah." I don't, I don't like how but white it, people have to put their dogs in a bag on the subway because it's like. Why? Like Michael Vick ain't go to jail for that, like nigga. Oh, you, you think you that got, people you should got be right. al- You think people should be allowed to have their dog out on the sh- on the subway? Yeah, because Michael Vick went to jail for fighting dogs and murdering them. So obviously, dogs are equal to people, and no, that's you fine. Know why? You so know why it's like your dog had, even though I do see people, I think I have a dog, and I feel like you, your dog should be up in something mm. because everybody doesn't train their pet. Mm. And also, you don't under, you don't know the way your dog is going to respond to a crowded train mm-hmm. or a kid or a homeless person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you, the last thing you want is a dog lunging after somebody on a crowded ass train in the subway. Yeah. And being like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Oh, never mind. You know. Well, then I feel like the dog should take its own Uber. I feel because... like there should be, there should be a, a dog car and yeah, a baby there's car. Do- there's dog lifts. I mean, there's uh, there's there's dog hotels, there's dog nurseries, so they should have their own Lyft and their own Uber, and their owner pays for it. Yeah, I remember before before there was Uber and Lyft, I would just have to use the regular hood gypsy taxi cabs that you would call, mm-hmm. and I had my dog. This is before I had my car, way before I had my car, and so I would call, and I wouldn't say that I had a dog. And she was small then. And I would come out and I had her in a bag. And it was always the African or Muslim dude be like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. 
Did you tell them? Did you tell her you had a dog? And I was like, Anna, she's so tiny. No. Scared. Just peel off. Oh, so then I have to call. And I want to be like, why the fuck do you care this fucking car smells like okra and feet my nigga don't be mad because he don't want your little dog and he probably had a bad experience nigga you it. got bullet holes in the back passenger window oh, okay no, this racist. ain't no motherfucking no <laughs> nigga. Them, sh- them shits used to be fucking I have, I shot dog. up i have a dog i had uh me and my ex-fiance we both had a dog this is the second time you brought Biscuit. her up so you know i'm about to ask about her well i mean you it's totally fine but i'm just saying like it just brings it back to the story where like you know she still has a dog my boy biscuit i missed that thing when love you, you lost the dog in the in the breakup and i lost the dog in the break well i had to because i was traveling all the time and i had no time to like watch him so do you, you still know? see biscuit at all Mm-mm. Because I know of a couple who broke up and they share custody. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're white. Yeah. Of the dog. Well, yeah, we uh, we tried to do that, but it was too much of me coming over there and bringing back old feelings. So now nah, we did. stopped that. Nah, no dick. No dick. <laughs> she moved on. Uh, at that time, she was living with some white dude. So, and um, he was just going to sit there and let her get that dick. <laughs> And be like, I understand my role in this situation. Thank you, my anyway, brother. Anyway, <laughs> my point was, I just remember going to Petco and Biscuit had what kind of Bamford, dog was Biscuit? It, he was a red nose, red Pitbull. nose pit. Yeah, red nose pit. Oh, Don't wow. say it like that. See, you sound just like them other people. No, I just said, oh wow. I just said, oh wow. No, I heard you. you no, I heard you. I, I heard like, you. Con- Pitbull. You say Pitbull. You said Pitbull. Oh Lord. <laughs> It's gonna eat everything. No, I don't think that. I don't yes, think that. I know do. some really nice pitbulls. Again, it's all about you the ain't owners. Some. They all are. It's no, not their no, fault. No, 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 no. You know why? Because they are the niggas of the dog society, and they are treated wrong. They and are. They, and it uh, misunderstood. But that's because they are. They are. Tra- some of them are not trained. All dogs can be or cannot be trained correctly. But that's not their fault. It's not their fault. But the thing, the problem with pitbulls is that people train them to be vicious. They, they they train them aggressively. Yeah, the fight. And so that's not even, but not even fight, just in general. Like, you know, the way you, it's like the way okay, it's the way you would approach a, a, a big girl versus a skinny girl. Well, what, the big girl's trained to like bite my head off? No, no, no. I'm that. just saying like you like <laughs> like if you having sex with a big girl versus a tiny girl, you're gonna be a little bit more aggressive and physical with the big girl because you're like, Oh, she could take it. She could handle it. No, I never thought that. Oh my God, really? No, That's who like, are you fucking? That you never thought that I mean, a big I fuck girl, a big girl, but I ain't never ain't be never like, I got to go harder on her. I go hard on all of them. Make sure they come. Like, what is like, <laughs> you really, <laughs> yo, that is some, some more Monique shit. You really like, you skinny bitches can't take dick. <laughs> I didn't say that they can't <laughs> they take can dick. Take I'm it? just saying that you get like, I know that I'm sure that I get manhandled in a way because I'm a mm. bigger girl. Well, you need to check your niggas like damn they trying to wrestle you or some shit you be no, dating no. the ufc niggas no <laughs> call me a chloe so she came long? out of nowhere <laughs> shut up how, <laughs> how long were you engaged uh we were engaged for a year and a half and then broke it broke up we broke it off was the wedding like already nah, planning nah, stages? Nah. just like just ring just a ring and stuff and engagement and trying to get our life together and then that's when it kind of like fell apart how old were you guys um 20 25 oh that's a, you were a baby yeah, yeah you're young did you think that you were young at the point at that time when you like did it when you proposed to her was anybody like no you probably shouldn't nah nah family loved it everybody loved it like cause we always been with each other like that was like the homie so yeah it was it was for a while so ever since 
Like, I knew her, like, from Sunday school and shit like that. Mm. So both of our parents was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, y'all always stuck at the hip and shit. And uh, it's crazy. I think she reached out to me two weeks ago. So, and I ain't respond. Wow. <laughs> so it's so there's no way ever, ever that you would ever be like, maybe I should revisit that. No. I like to leave. I, I don't know. I think I just, I feel like I'm a different person. I leave things in the past and just moving forward. And I'm buried in my work. So. Yeah. It's sad, but it it gives me joy. And um, I got new. I I got you know, I got a girl now, so I'm good. Nori, you always have a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you said it. I don't know what that it. means. I don't Nori know what the rumors Davis. are about me. Ain't no motherfucking rumor. Nori Davis stays with a girlfriend. No, no, Tall, no. short, light, dark, <laughs> always with a girlfriend. And the thing about it I is, love women. when you see him with this girlfriend, he introduces you to her like you know, like you're supposed to know this is the girlfriend. <laughs> you be sitting at a bar and be like, you know, I'm a girlfriend, right? You Nigga, know what? Uh, I came for this podcast for a conversation, not to be this read. This is not. I just, I just want that to be known. No. no. <laughs> All I'm saying is you that... You be reading niggas on your day of podcast? That's what this is about? Um, I have good <laughs> conversations with people. Nah, I know you do. I, I try to. So, this, I mean, what she's saying is not a lie, but I will not confirm so nor why, deny it. So why are you a serial... You are you are a serial monogamous. A serial monogamous? I've never you, heard of that. You How could, how could you have not? Mm, I don't know. Okay, question. And this is for me. Answer. How do you meet these women and... How are you so easy to get into a relationship with? Um, so easy, huh? Meaning like what? I'm not guarded or questioning it or Well, because I don't you know, know because I just love talking to to women that I never met before and finding out their backgrounds. I'm very, you know, always want to know where they came from, what troubles they go to, what makes them happy, and then it's just like it's just dope conversation. It's just dope conversation, and then bring them around my world, and I'm in their world. Do they all meet your mom and call her mom? Is no, she like, no, oh. I, I stop introducing women to my mom <laughs> because I, my too mom, many. <laughs> there's that. She's too many, and then my mom been single for so long. I, I feel like she think I'm her boyfriend, so. My mom always be throwing shade to any girl I bring around, yeah. and that's not and that's not her fault because there's just too many. And well, yeah, even like the mother of my child, like you have a girlfriend. Like I don't, I'm not trying to shit on the length of your relationship because I don't know. It's fine. But every time I see you, you have a girlfriend, and it most times is not the same one. Yeah, it's true. So from from hello to breakup, how long normally hmm. is your relationship? No, Probably not like, even. Uh, well, how many times do you see me? It'll, it'll probably Nori, be like I've known a you year. for six years. True, I've known you for true. six years, and I've seen at least five different ones. All right, so it's like a year, year and a half. <laughs> 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 a year, year and a half, yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> or like, if, is it falling out, or you know, disagreement gets born? Maybe it's me. It's probably me, and. Uh, then I just keep going. So do you break up with him? Or are you the type of dude that waits for them to get tired of you? Uh, the past couple were I broke up with them. Yeah. I broke up with them. Because I, I felt like I was being used or being misled. Or there was a disagreement and eagles flew so hard where there was no maturity to come back and heal. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I'm learning now is like to get past that. 
to instead of like trying to like hurt people at the moment well you know like get past your ego and fighting just like you know what you don't have to always break up with a motherfucker to like get your point across it's just like you know let that shit cool down give it a couple days and then come back and talk or then and then just uh, you know forgive and forget and that's a hard thing to do where you're just like you're so angry at somebody you can't even forgive you know what i mean so yeah well i learned that I was um I had Dante Nero on this podcast recently. Yeah. Oh Lord. And uh, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. And he mentioned something good to me. And every time I talk to Dante, when we have a real conversation, I kind of take mm-hmm. something away. Yeah. And so he said, you know what? Relationships don't work for a, a, a myriad of reasons, but most is because people don't stick to what they truly want out of the relationship. Mm. And so he was just like, you have to have your non-negotiables. Yeah. And though, and then you have to stick to them. And once you don't stick to a non negotiable that person will automatically lose respect for you and that changes the dynamic of your relationship so when you're talking about like arguing with somebody and breaking up like you have to ask yourself what was the thing that we were arguing about a non-negotiable like if you know if she cheated on you if she lied to you or if she you know did something of that nature no i think in the black culture cheating is like automatic breakup but it's not double standard like for men it's like you cheat on me it's over but like a guy gets cheat and then the girl will take him back and, you, and that dude is, and that as soon as he does that dude is like got him oh god I, i'm gonna just, I'm I just get a second phone i'm gonna just lie better i'm just gonna be more you know yeah. I'm gonna get my boys in on the lie and, oh man it's a mess. It's a mess. And oh, let's bring it back. That's what I want to bring about the Chris Rock special where he talks about relationships and breakups. And I felt I felt like it was very hetero. It was very hetero. You know, like we're in a world where there's different genders and yeah. like different genders can't Ladies relate. Ladies and men, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. And I remember like because I I'm mindful of that when I told yeah. jokes. I I notice and I think. I think there's a certain amount of leeway. Mm-hmm. I think if you are who you are, you should be entitled to talk about you and your gender as it relates to your experience. Exactly. So I will say, ladies, we do this and right, ladies and ladies, have you ever? Because that's my experience. But I think a lot of times men talk on behalf of women. Yeah. And that's just a no-no no more. And, I, and that's why I keep saying, like, it's that old black man syndrome or like coming back from where... um how, how he was back in the day and that's what i i did in my last special and that's what i'm trying to figure out now i didn't really talk about relate i talked about like personal relationships like my me and my daughter and her mom and stuff like that but to tell women what they need to do or to tell men how they need to be is uh is very it's pretty archaic so i'm trying to figure that out now how i can uh incorporate that and that that's you got we got to find that playing ground so like you can really expand your market to like different people it's true it's true because i think what this is a great thing that i wanted to talk to you about is that um we've both done a shit ton of colleges oh lord yes yes we have racked up on that blm uh um get it girl so yeah so nori and i have worked how i if you just had to guesstimate, how many colleges would you say you performed oh, at? Man, over like, over like a couple hundred, like a lot, like, and like three, four. Yeah, three, four. Over the course and of like six, they, seven years, five no, less than that. Probably less than that. How long you been doing comedy? Uh, eleven. This year's eleven. Oh wow, eleven years. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow. Oh my god, I've known you, I've known you for seven years, Nori. Mm-hmm. 
well, let me say when I first of all let me just be super clear uh, whenever I have people on the show and they're comics and I say oh I've known them for that long that means I've literally met them yeah. that many years ago yeah, yeah, many, I don't yep. know shit about Nori <laughs> but I met I him I met him at his show saw him perform and same thing with Chloe yep. yeah yeah um but um, but when I met you seven years ago, you were at the height of your college run. I was, yeah. And you were never I a, here. I was never in New York. Yeah. I was gone. I was on the road, and I was really out there. Yeah. And uh, racking up the money. But the experiences where I really thought I can build material out there. Like, because I can't. I grew up in the era of Dane Cook. Like, I thought he was the fucking shit. I loved him. And what's what's he doing now oh my god he's dating like what a 17 year old or some shit 18 year old i, I heard <laughs> he and got doing, like a big old gut doing spots at whatever at LA Hollywood. Club. but yeah. you know to his defense man like i think his mom passed a cancer and then like his dad died and his brother stole his money like shit shit gets crazy when you get all that fame man. it's true but the other thing is like when it comes to performing for college kids you can't you can't coast on that no. Because they get older, they age out, they graduate, you come back to the school, somebody's like, Oh my god, I saw you when I was a freshman, I'm a senior right. now. And yeah, you're yeah, like, nigga, I'm Fuck. grown. And that's one of the things I fear for the Instagram comics where or even the Vine people. Well Vine's gone, but the Instagram where it's just like yeah, there's a lot of young people or even older people on there, but after a while, how long can you keep doing the same bit? Which is probably why Martin Lawrence hasn't performed in a really long time because his material has not he hasn't changed with the times i know his last special i love martin you understand like you so crazy the top five best standard specials of all time I know, and but you i also will go gotta... down in the grave okay, for that but now watch it watch you so crazy with the 2018 feminist lgbtq intellectual smarty arty nigga lens it's yeah it. it's not as bad as eddie oh yeah, i can eddie. watch it but it's not as bad as eddie because uh, like the most no, because he does go there sexually of like a guy like, yo, Phil, you gonna let a guy suck your dick? When he's just like, yeah, man, he jump in the water. You see the water just glistening yeah, all yeah, over yeah, your yeah. ball. <laughs> like yeah. that was just so progressive to me. Like, yo, that is some real shit. Like, not that I never felt it, but I just never heard of a straight black man mm-hmm. talk like that and then be on the positive side of it. Like, yeah, you let your friend suck your dick. You be like, that's what friends are yeah, yeah, That yeah. was my shit. <laughs> anyway, so, but like, if you go like to Eddie and them, and like, and even um, run tell that he was like, I just love that character work he does, where like he was, he um, your girl beat you up, and like the lights would get dim. Like I feel like he was our black John Leguizamo, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. If he, yeah, you know what it is though. But see, I think that's the thing with black comics is that they're afraid to step too far out of the formula. Because if he were to do a one man show like John Leguizamo, he would fucking kill it. Murder, but he, murder. He, but he You're would right, be though, afraid he, that the audience wouldn't accept that. Yeah, I and the same thing with Eddie Murphy is like that fear of the audience being like, "Nah, we good." All right, so let, let me tell you something. The girl I'm dating now, she's dope. How long you been dating? She's uh. Huh? How long you been dating? It might it might almost be a year that coming up this year. Okay. So, um, she's twenty four. Cradle rob. <laughs> Not this no cradle rob. Ten years, nigga, my you nigga. See how I look. You see, I look. I could just walk into high school and just sit down, right? Nah. It, <laughs> um, look, man, I'm not no old school creep, nigga. I just be doing my jokes, and she's cool. Anyway. 
she's recently started watching all the Eddie Murphy shit, and she screams at me like, "Y'all really let this nigga do this stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> like she saw another professor where he was fat shaming everybody, yeah, or even fat, and then even um he dressed up in white face as a Jewish guy mm-hmm. coming to America. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the uh, the the black woman Retribution. and um and It was like, and we were just laughing. I but, didn't like I didn't like Retribution. I don't know what the name of it. I can't remember. What the oh, name that of was, was um Norbert. Norbert. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that one. You know what? Fun. This is a funny story. So I was working on a television show. I liked it. Well, I was working because on a project. I was black. I was a black male, and but this Eddie goes to show no you wrong. how he could do no wrong. So yep. I was working in this writers room, and this guy was writing, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? I don't really. I don't. I didn't really." have a good chance in the writing world as much as I would have liked to because I came out here early I'm from New York and we were both working on this project but he knew the person so it was a like a friend thing right mm-hmm. and he was like I gave up writing a while ago because I had an experience I was working for like an agent or somebody or working at a production company and they let him read some of the uh, scripts yeah and so he was like, I read the scripts and I go into the office and, you know, I'm just talking to my boss. I didn't realize that somebody else was there. And he was like, yeah, I just read this and it's not that good. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you shouldn't do it or whatever, whatever. Like he was just saying his honest opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't really do that in Hollywood. Nah, um, yeah. And so the boss like was them. like, mm, thank you. I really didn't need you to give a critique on that particular one because we just sold that one and Eddie Murphy's attached. And it was Norbert. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was Norbert. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. People let you get away with the okie doke when you did it blow up? Did it do numbers? I just remember saying it was like a, not like a soul plane, but Norbert I remember, I had I a good the story. Yeah, it was a good story. It was stuff. just that fucking Rasputia character. Yeah. Well, because he made, he made the man that is not the oppressor. <laughs> yeah. The oppressed, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where... And then you have this crazy, exaggerated big woman that just, I mean, you can have a woman that beats you, but damn, she's just fat, big, and ignorant. And like, but anyway, it was uh, it was funny. And like again, it, she, so he young, can do no wrong. So your young girlfriend doesn't like the old. Young girlfriend. She's 24. <laughs> Why you got to be tight? Look at all your shade. You are so passive. I love it. I love your passive aggression. I'm oh. really not even passive. I'm just oh, saying Oh, your young girlfriend. You, <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Mm-hmm. Um, to allow a lot of you to say woman. No, but I do think that <laughs> I do think that it, it does show that you are in a you're in a multi generational relationship, and for her to say things about what we do, and you're just like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I never thought about it. Like and that's that. one of the biggest things we really enjoy about like each other is that, and uh, we we both love TV and um, movies and stuff, so we always talk about those all the time. And it is that huge generation guest, and I'm interested in like the whole Snapchat and Instagram era of like coming up and and the YouTube. Like she came up in the YouTube era of like, yeah. and that's kind of like gone now. But I always I always ask questions to her about that, and then she asks me questions like, or not like she just like. She's angry of like, how y'all let Eddie do that? Y'all, oh man, yeah, <laughs> he was white face and that, and I was like, yeah, he couldn't do no wrong. He but they, I'm not no even wrong. mad. I'm not mad at the white face. I'm not mad at the white face. Are you mad at the white face? Um, I'm not mad at the white face. I see what she's coming. I see what she's saying, but I, it, I never saw it from that because you're like, is is Eddie in there? And even white people are like, hell yeah, Eddie, dress up as me. 
I don't care. God knows it's gonna be funny. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think I don't have any offense with the white face in coming to America because he wasn't making fun of Jewish people. Yeah, he and that's just, and that was my was point though. He was a, a character. He was a character. He was a character. And once you're a character, yes, but if you're if your character has no depth and you just keep doing accents and stereotypes as jokes, then there's no death, and you're definitely ignorant, and yeah. you make fun of the character. Coming to America is definitely hands down one of my all-time favorite movies, mm. only because it was it was so, it was. Well, definitely not femme. <laughs> <laughs> your royal balls are clean, your highness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was definitely like some sexism there, but I would attribute Dang, that's that. That's why you got Black Panther. Thank God. See, I haven't seen it yet. You see it yet? Uh, no. Let me tell you. Don't Black tell me Panther shit about Black dies, Panther. <laughs> and we are devastated. And but then he, yeah, no, he dies. No, and no, he over. doesn't die. Shut up. It's over. Shut up, Marvel's shut up. like, damn, why the brother got to go? He the first brother in Marvel that got shut to go. What time, what's your spot time on this show? Like nine. What time is it? No, it starts at nine. Oh, it starts at nine. Yeah. What time is it now? It's eight fifty. It's eight forty-seven. Uh. What they tell you? Look and see what time your spot is, because my oh. spot is at nine thirty. Okay, then mine's probably like nine forty-five. <laughs> oh Lord, I want to go home. <laughs> um, no offense, love it, love Mister at Harlem. Don't worry, I'll go delete, check it out. I'll delete all of this. You out. ain't gotta delete none. Keep it real. Let the people know what the fuck I'm saying. Okay, we can wrap it up since we have a show to go Ha-ha. to. Ha ha. Nori Davis, what Chloe. makes you a social misfit? A social misfit. Any way you want to interpret social misfit is fine. Hmm, what makes me a social myth misfit is that I have control of my feed. I post what I want to post, and it's not as self-absorbed. It's just used as a tool. It's not used to, like, feed anger or rage or troll on. It's just a tool to promote my brand, promote me and my art, and so people can find me and come out. So I feel like it's very anti going with everybody what they do like that's why i had to get rid of facebook because like i would really concentrate on trying to make up a funny comment to go back at jeffrey joseph and then i wasn't <laughs> being funny just jeffrey joseph you don't know ladies and gentlemen this he's a comedian black black old school black comic yeah, that's right, Jeffrey. I called you old school black comic. Ha ha. I tried and to get Jeffrey on his podcast. He oh, just that nigga cancel. He will cancel you. Every I don't even know if he's in the country day. right now. Nah, he he's a floater. He does what he wants. I get yeah. it. So um, he 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 been through it too. Um, so anyways, like he's like really good with the snapbacks on social media. So I would focus on much of that. So I had to get rid of Facebook and not worry about. Not worry about it. And not worry about that. So So what is your brand? You use your social media for your brand. Oh, this is great for your social media. Is that you just sold out two shows. You taped your third album yeah. called Too Woke. Too Woke. Too Woke. Yes, I did. And you use your social media for all of that stuff. Exactly. Just to let people know where it's at. I just kept hitting it and hitting it. Like I even did like a promotional video. It's on YouTube now. It's no more on my Twitter. I just uploaded to YouTube today, this morning. So you can check that out. I had um, Nori Davis, N-O-R-E-D-A-V-I-S. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I just want to like just keep building like followers that actually fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like not just to see yeah. what I'm doing or creeping, but people like, oh, this is where I'll find out what's happening next. Like yeah. I have people asking like, when's my next show? And I don't promote them because 
I'm not ready. You just want the big shows. I want the big shows. Yeah, I got to build them up for the big one. So mm-hmm. if I can sell out to a Union Hall, the next one, let's try to get that Bell House. And let's try to get that that little field, that Bell House. And let's try to get Radio City Music Hall one day, baby. That's right. Hell yeah. And so personality-wise, on a day-to-day, what makes you a social misfit? Hmm. Um, Living you are a serial monogamous. <laughs> You know what, Chloe? I can't with your with your passive aggressive shade. I love it though. Um, passive. What? What do you mean? What? Like when you're in a room full of people, what is it about you that says to yourself, "I don't think I'm like these people"? Oh my God, I think that's me all the time. I mean, yeah, nigga, that's a social misfit. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's me. So basically. I'll just scroll through and just watch. Like I guess making selfie videos and no shade towards it. Just like I'm anti that or like, what's up, y'all? How you doing? Y'all, I'm out here over here. Like on Instasnap, I'll do it because I know it'll be gone. So that's yeah. like I'll I'll keep it towards that. But I usually just promote photographers that take a picture of me. Mm-hmm. And your daughter. And my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, we didn't I put really my talk daughter. Oh uh, yeah. Is she? she is five. Yes. She's five and she's living a great life. I get her tomorrow morning and she's gonna tear up my apartment. I can't wait. And you have her all over yourself. When you was when she was a baby, she was every single post. She was, she was, and I slowed down. I slowed down a lot because now she's part of my show. Really? Like there's followers on there. It's like we're the baby nigga. Like I ain't here. <laughs> I ain't oh, here wow. for your show. Wow. I'm here for this motherfucking baby. Now <laughs> it's not they didn't say that, but yeah. that's how it feels, and that's how it is because once you introduce a child. You know, and especially a cute child. It's like, nigga, like, yep, I'm here for this. I'm not here for, for your, your jokes. jokes. I'm not here for that shit. Now, I incorporate into my stand-up because she's part of my life and she's part of my show and it's all true stories. And it's just funny to me. And um, people like, and that's what entertainment is. People like a break from the reality. So I am their many little black c- Kardashian story. Yeah. <laughs> interracial, interracial. Yeah, they're soap opera. Right? Exactly. So, um she's on there but i spread it out yeah that's right when she was a baby oh my god i did post a lot now, it, it was weird I it was so shocking this. to me you were so shocking that you had a kid yeah and like i it was heard crazy. that you posted her a lot so nobody could say that she was a terrible dad yeah <laughs> yeah that's right i did do that and because i was going to do like a fight custody battle thing with her mom uh-huh. so just in case any evidence like the court needs like boom She's right there. So that that part, Chris, where I talked about, like, hey, you know, do you is the bed nice? Like, I wanted to make sure people know I'm a good fucking dad. <laughs> like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because that's why I never went to family court. Because I remember, like, and oh, man, my mom was so wrong because she was speaking from a perspective of of a woman and where they are. They not not saying praise, but they're gonna win in family court because the child's always beat their mom, and I believe that. But she's talking, she's gassing me up like, "Fuck her, hell no! You get that child, you go to family court, you get custody, and mm-hmm. you." And that's my mom saying it to me. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I'm not a daughter, right? Like, yeah. I'm your son. Like, I'm a yeah. guy. I'm it's not gonna win, my nigga. It's stacked against you. It's against me. Like, why? And I remember calling the courts, and the lady was like, "Look, real talk. If you can work it out, that's the best. Don't come here. If you come here, I'm gonna be in your pocket for the." rest of your life black woman said to me at family court and yonkers told me that on the phone and and that still sticks to me today and i was like word let me crush this fucking ego and go work it out with yeah. her and and i did and i was just like look whatever you want i got you like no beef please like I, we were just basically both hurt from like your relationship the relationship yeah because mm-hmm. like we just tried to build uh a castle on sand 
and um it didn't work like you know we, we were fooling around got pregnant and then she was like look i get rid of this shit. i'm gonna fuck and i was like no nah, no nah, let's do it i got you i got your back because mm-hmm. i believe through structure out because i already had abortion in high school i already had one in college I didn't want to do it again. I did not want to go through that process again. It's so sad. It's, and it's just so, like you just, I remember an abortion clinic in White Plains sitting in that um, waiting room and they play Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> I really cannot watch Adam Sandler movies ever again because I'm just like, this is not funny. Like, this is like, turn this off. So, it takes you to a place. It takes you to a place. And like, I remember the windows were darkened out, blacked out because it's like really discreet. Mm-hmm. And it's pro. There was like probably two protesters outside, um, but this is back in like ninety, two thousand, two thousand one, like mm-hmm. that. So protesters weren't heavy like that. But I just remember like abortion clinics was just like, shh, we over here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like they did official. And you young and, and you scared right. and you got you got to console her and she's trying to be strong. Yeah, but and you don't tell your mom, you don't tell nobody. You just probably tell like one of your, your friends. In the back of your mind, you like this relationship is over. She don't. I'm gonna give her like three weeks. Yo, yeah, you like till yo. she healed up and then, then you like skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> Not even you just like yo, that's crazy. We killed a baby together. Like, but you just knew like there's no way I could tell my mom about this and yeah. be a young parent because I, you know, you remember back in the day like being a young parent like sweet 16 was bad like yeah that, it was like you were like, gonna be exiled from the family if you got pregnant at yeah. 16 i remember that feeling like i remember Br- tupac's brenda got a baby came out and mm. i was so sheltered i was like teenage girls be having babies yeah like in the bathroom what yeah i remember that and then i went to school like junior high school and it was like a girl or two that got pregnant and you would just see their clothes getting bigger and stuff mm, like that and yeah. i would just feel so and you bad don't, you don't them. see them no more yeah and i remember my mom shaming the fuck out of that. Did you ever do that show? don't you ever bring no baby like she was like she's scared the fear of god my mom about scared that. me like, talk about passive my mom is not passive aggressive yeah. she's just passive I, and i was always a very inquisitive kid so i was like mom and i was probably like 13 i was probably like 12 13 i was like mom what would you do mm. if i came home pregnant and i had asked a bunch of questions before that i asked about a nose ring i was like what would you do if i have a nose ring and she was like you would have a rip from your nose ring to the end of your nostril because i would rip it out of your nose yeah, and she said she it ripped. she, she yeah, said she just ripped. like that and i was like yeah. ah. Yeah. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I started up and then I ended with pregnant. What would you do if I came up pregnant? She was like, well, you and your baby would be living in your own apartment because you can't live here with no baby. And I was like, but I'm 12. She was like, if you old enough to have a baby, you old enough to have your own Same apartment. Same thing, yeah. And I did, and that scared the shit out of me. She didn't yell. She didn't curse. We never talked about pregnancies babies again because yeah she'd let me know what it was that was her non-negotiable basically <laughs> her non-negotiable <laughs> yeah my mom basically gave the silver lining premise of i am not fucking helping you if you do that like i'm gonna be disappointed and i'm not helping you because i'm not taking care of no kid i'm not yeah. and even when i did have my daughter she flipped out on me but it's it's um it's excusable because I just got this white woman pregnant out of nowhere. So she's just like, <laughs> who the fuck's this white woman? Why are you pregnant? What the fuck? <laughs> like, what's happening? She cursed me out. And I thought, because I thought I was being a man. Like, yeah, you know, I'm well, not being a man. I thought I was being grown. Mm-hmm. There we go. I was being grown like, hell yeah, you know, I'm 29. I can, I'm 28. I got this baby. I'm good. I got, you know, I got money. Everything's cool. Um, I was living with my dad at the time, but I was gonna live with her, <laughs> you know, moving with her. And uh, my mom flipped because in her in her eyes, I'm still a child. Yeah. So I think she's 
I think she's recently starting to look at me as an adult now. I think uh, probably not. Probably well, your daughter's not. five. I feel like I mean you're always gonna be her child, but you yeah, know, but she just I'm her to... child and her baby at the same time. Like she still does that whole. So yeah, you you paying rent? You all right? Like yeah, nigga. Like I have albums. Like <laughs> she and I feel like it's she doesn't understand entertainment she doesn't understand comedy how how we get our mm-hmm. gigs how we make our money so it comes from that level of like ignorance of not knowing and yeah. i forgive that like i always thought like she was a hater but she just don't know yeah like if i go to school and do a job she's like i, can, I know i know how to do it's that it's a tangible thing she exactly can she can she see, see it. it oh yeah, yeah you go yeah. to school you go in the resume blah blah because blah, it's easy but wait you go out there you tell jokes and then how you get stuff like I can't even help you. Oh my God. Oh that, yeah, you know? that's true. And that's the thing about parents, like when they have that feel like I can't help you. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna criticize it yeah. <laughs> and, and make sure you yep. do what I need to do. Well, Nori, we reached the end of our uh, episode. Oh no, not the Prius Chronicles. This is the, it. The Prius podcast this is over. Is the Prius podcast is over. Oh no. Um tell people where they can follow you at on social media yes i'm on twitter and instagram at nori davis n-o-r-e-d-a-v-i-s and you can uh yeah hit me up there let me know what you think your thoughts keep supporting this podcast and uh share with your friends and thank you for having me chloe thank you for doing it now let's go do the show good night everybody talk to you soon